Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And tonight we are covering season four in its entirety in our season four wrap up. Uh, that's part one and part two. Oh. Two years worth of coverage here. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I, I talked at length about okay. the first half of season four. So, but I feel like there's enough to tie these two parts together that we need to kind of delve into. You know, the infection and Farmer Rick a little bit. I'm not going to fight you on it, Jim. So, okay. I mean, we're not going to cover all of all the right. first half. Sure, so you don't want to go back to the barn. There's you know, a cool there's a little the... bit with Sophia and Carol. There you go. <laughs> and Jenner. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a pre. I don't think it's. I don't think you yeah. can wrap up the season without talking about Jenner, honestly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll stick mostly to the second half of season four. Is there anything that you want to say before we get right into kind of a general what we thought of the season, or do you just want to go from there? I yeah, let's go, let's talk about the season. Okay, what did you think of the season as a whole? Where would you put it in the pantheon of Walking Dead seasons? And why? And what parts did you like? What parts did you think sucked? I don't know why this surprised me that you would ask me that particular this question. This is a very pertinent question given the it's, topic. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's something we do all the time for other shows. Yeah. Um, but it's very tough. There, because usually things kind of broke down on lines. Like, first half of season two was terrible. Mm-hmm. Second half of season three was terrible. The first five episodes of season four were re- were were better than average and very interesting and had a lot of nice character moments. The next three episodes were horseshit. <laughs> the finale was very good. And the only thing you can detract from it would just be the fact that the governor was still alive and we were still at the prison. Um, but I didn't hold that against the season two finale. And... I found this season very uneven. Huh. I appreciate okay. what they're doing to the character moments, but some of the best character moments were underpinned by things that drove me crazy about the, the Lizzie and Mika stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mag and, and two of my favorite characters, Maggie and Glenn, I actively don't like at this point because <laughs> yeah. of the you know writing decisions and the, the way they were chosen to portray. Um. So it's very hard for me to say. I want to say it's a notch above season two. Okay. Quite a bit below. Uh, you know, so, so I mean, season two and season three, it's just like, you, do you like a girl with a pretty face and a terrible body or a awesome body and a terrible face? You know, it's like they, it, it's, it's kind of that situation where <laughs> okay. you only got half of what you wanted and yeah. whichever half of the season. Again, you want a Mr. Potato Head situation where you can rearrange the parts a yeah, little bit. Yeah, like I – totally. And the, what's weird about season two is I have – I suspect that season two could totally be salvaged with editing. Probably. In a way that – you know, some of the second half of season three couldn't be. It was just bad, wrong-headed decisions. Mm-hmm. I feel like season four could also be saved with editing. There's just a little, huh. a little okay. bit of tweaking you could do to some of the girl, some of the scenes with the girls to tone down some of the inconsistencies in Lizzie's motivation to give her a clearer arc. And some of those problem areas also were some of the ones where I think she struggled with the the, the material. 
Um, and I think just completely excising this backstory of the governor, completely <laughs> taking it out to the point where he yeah. just shows up at the prison. And we cut out every mention of Tara. We cut out every mention of uh, whatever the fuck his main love interest was. I can't even remember her name. Um, Whose main love interest? The governor. Oh, Lily. Lily. Yeah. And her. we cut all that out. I think like that would probably be the best. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's – it's, 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 you know, when you ask me like Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all those, it's very easy. I can rank them because they all tie together them- thematically, and it's not like you're eating like a really good chicken salad sandwich and, oh, my God, a dog turd. <laughs> you know, it's very much more consistent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead, I, I just really – it confounds me because you've got such a, and you, hell, we've switched over showrunners. None of our other shows have done that. It's yeah, like, that's true. Go back and watch season one and then watch, and then, then watch the governor stuff or watch the second half of season three. And it's not the same show. No, it's certainly not. The finale of this season felt like a finale of the Darabont seasons. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a show out of its own time. It's, it's very weird. What do you think? Uh, I have a slightly higher opinion of this season, I think, than you do. I think there are certainly glaring flaws uh, mixed in there. The dog turds are in there in the chicken salad. Um, But the dog turds did not detract necessarily from my overall enjoyment of the season because I think there was a solid theme running through the season um, with Rick and Carl, the changes that they're both going through and – the necessity of of the experiences that they've had, turning them into the people that they need to be to survive this. I think that was a very, very strong arc for those guys. Um, I think the stuff they've done with Daryl and and Beth and uh, turning characters that I didn't like into characters that I do like. Yeah. Beth that's... being number one. Carol. Uh, Carol. Carol being a huge part of that. Uh, she's become one of my favorite characters over this season. Uh yeah, there's the Lizzie and the Mikas in there. There's the three arc governor story that I hated. I, I just I just feel like season four has been an overall better season than either two or three. You know, and the other thing is it's when like, looked at as a whole. I kind of feel like if, if season four had been season three, I'd have been more like, oh, you know, new showrunner, let's give it a chance. Okay. But I've done that every season, and yeah. I guess there's a little bit of you know, it's kind of like I'm I'm going through this with Justified right now. Mm-hmm. You like to see like a, a strong season, and then they make a leap, and then everything starts clicking, and you don't look for steps backwards at a certain point. Yeah. And Walking Dead just feels like something that I'm just it's you know I'm continually watching this rocket and seeing it get the boost, and then it explodes, and they try again, and it and this is the, the, the at the third time. I really like the direction that they've taken the characterization and overall the writing has improved. And if anything, if anything, I think their problems have been with the experience level of the writing staff they have and the direct, the who they got in a director's bullpen that magnify the flaws and and the other, and the other stuff. And yes, people say there's a lot of wrongheaded decisions by Mazzara 
Um, <laughs> that now Gimple has to Gimple make up for. Gimple had to kind of make up for, but I yeah. feel like maybe he should have gone with much more of a scorched earth policy rather than trying yeah, yeah. to put a, po- a positive spin on stuff. And I know he's also saddled with a lot of stuff. Just I, have a piano drop on the governor from a window. I, I just have a little bit of fatigue <laughs> on, well, maybe next year will be better. Okay, sure. I, I feel you on that. I I think they've shown me enough in this season to make me believe that it will, though. Mm-hmm. Whereas in past seasons, they never had. It was always like this last-minute save. Like the guy who jumped up uh, over the wall to catch the ball that was going to end the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas this felt like they just played a pretty solid game and won it. And I think in that respect, I would probably rank this right under season one. It's, I guess it's got to be better than season three just because season three's finale <laughs> was such a fiasco. Yeah, yeah. The governor such just murdering fiasco. all of his people. And, and just no resolution. Completely, yeah. Um, whereas this finale was exciting, was confidently mm-hmm. made, tied up a lot of things that, you know, made some of the other weird decisions kind of make sense a little bit in retrospect. Okay. So, I don't know. And just the theme that they had running through this season was so much better. It didn't seem like they had – Exactly. It didn't seem like they had a theme at all in seasons two and three. Uh, Coming into this, it very much much felt like the evolution of Rick Hmm. uh, into the leader that he needs to be um, and just realizing that. And I think that was very interesting to me. And I also think that Walking Dead at its best is when it has a clear mission. Season one – Every episode you knew, Rick's trying to find his family. Yeah. Rick is trying to get to Atlanta to CDC to get some answers. Season two, we get to the farm, and we're just going to plop down here, kind of, sort of. Wait for the zombies to run us off. Season three, we get to the prison, same thing. Season four, we had, for large stretches, there is an outbreak at the prison. Mm -hmm. We have to survive this. We have to find a cure. We have to find medical supplies. We, there was, there was clear missions. And then the governor came and, and then the second season, uh, second half, we're like, we got to get back together. We have to find shell. It it felt like a more return to the first season where we see these guys in uncomfortable situations on the road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess structurally it bore a lot. It has a lot more, positive parallels with season one than it did season two season three again and i mean with character development i mean of course in season one you have to develop characters because we don't know any of these characters yet uh and it gets harder and harder to do that because uh <laughs> we we start to actually know the characters you know and there becomes less to tell about their their stories it becomes more about evolving them and i, I think they did that really well uh despite like having a lot of action pieces as well I mean, we got a lot of action this season uh, but they, I felt it was a great blend between action and character development. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm looking for out of the show. And I know not everybody is, but for me, that really worked well. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about maybe some more specifics? Um, what, what do you got in mind? I guess, what what do you think about the way it kind of all wrapped up? With them in Terminus and, and kind of... It's interesting. Not I necessarily... See what yeah, it wasn't necessarily a cliffhanger, right? Well, I, I mean, mean... Having them locked in a car... Yeah, but we know that they're going to try to bust out. Yeah. That's what we know is going to happen next. How they're going to do that, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe there's the cliffhanger. 
I, I don't know. What did you What did you think about how, I, how it all wrapped up? I think it's great. Um, it's a damn shame they can't swear more <laughs> or we at all. Feed, yeah, we get some feedback on that. But no, I, I, um, it's a, a great finale because I really want to see what happens next, and I okay. still remain engaged. I think they're again. It, it didn't live up quite to my expectations, but I that is super strong. I. I I remain completely engaged with Rick and Carl's storyline. Okay. I really remain engaged with Michonne, and they did fantastic work making her into a great character this season. Mm-hmm. I like Daryl. I mean, the day I don't like Daryl is the day I probably stop watching the show. <laughs> yeah. If he dies, that's one thing. But if I just stop liking him because of shitty writing or whatever, then it's like this show is is lost. It's their it's their Anakin moment where I just cut off its legs and leave it to die <laughs> in a pool of lava. Um, what what I, was I your... was I couldn't believe it, but I bought into him and Beth's relationship. Yeah, I fucking love Carol. I love Tyrese. Mm-hmm. I like Sasha and Bob. I despise Glenn and Maggie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's reversal. That's weird. I'm entertained by Eugene. Oh God, I'm kind of indifferent to Abraham and Rose, Ro- Rosita at this stage. Rosalina, Rosalita, Rosita, Rosita, Rosita. Um, she's. I can't do Latin names. That's what it is. Yeah, Martinet. No, that's fine. That's well known. <laughs> Not a fact you need to point out. Um, what? What was I guess your favorite part of this season? What? What made? What was? What was your favorite action part of this season? Let's say. Do you have a specific scene or anything you can think of? Hmm. Man, the stuff in in the stuff with Herschel in the prison where everything started to go to shit. Lizzie's screaming, Glenn's in danger back when I still gave a shit about him living okay. and dying. From from last half season? From yeah. last half season and the way it was lit in kind of like this Doom Three slash Half Life slash aliens flickering fluorescent light. Herschel, yeah. you know, Scott Wilson selling the shit about, you know, he's a one-legged dude in an ass-kicking contest, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even like kicking asses. <laughs> um, that was extremely tense for me. Um, Rick under the bed. Yes. I was, those are two, was those be my are two times that, that Walking Dead actually moved my pulse rate. And it's, yeah. I don't think it ever did in season three, honestly. Hmm. Um, and so that's... That's good stuff, and I the, the crowning achievement was, uh, you know, Daryl's uh, rough riders or roughnecks uh, coming up upon Carl, Michonne, and Rick. Hmm. That was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, the biting of the neck, and uh... and and what's in common was all intense personal connections and genuine stakes. Sure. And then you compare that to the train sequence that probably cost ten times more. The train tracks, the tunnel sequence. Oh, I didn't give yeah, a yeah. shit about it. Yeah, because Glenn put himself in that dumb position. I was kind of rooting for him to be eaten. Sure. It's it's yeah. the same thing with the zombie in the well. How can I get worked up about a guy almost getting eaten by a zombie when he fucking put himself into a well and yeah. dangled himself? I think that's that's ins- th- uh, to me, it seems like that shouldn't get out of the writer's room. Okay, sure. why are why is he going in the tunnel? Well, he really loves Maggie, but he wants to get to her, right? <laughs> he sees he the wall to, of zombies, right? He, he, yeah, he sees. <laughs> the and, wall of and in wall. fact, it wouldn't have worked. 
It wouldn't have worked except for no. some another writing was, well, we'll just pull it out of her ass and have people come to the rescue. That's horseshit. Sure. And again, it's it's big expensive scene that went nowhere. And I would like to know who's responsible yeah. for stuff like that because they need to fucking quit it. <laughs> okay. I, I think my favorite part was probably Rick under the bed, like you said, that just the the intensity uh, and the tension there was just too much to ignore in, in a show that doesn't often do that. I can think of another uh, time when it did that was back in season three with the governor chasing uh, Maggie, Maggie mm. through through that abandoned building uh, in a very slasher flick kind of Freddy Krueger style way. Mm -hmm. Was that Maggie? That was Maggie, right? Had to be. I'm not sure what you're... I'm Andrea, shit. It was oh, Andrea. Yes, Andrea okay. That's right. I was flashing back <laughs> to Homeland, and I'm like, wait a second. Homeland? Yeah, this is third, third or second season of Homeland featured almost an identical scene. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought... like I, I really like those horror-type elements in the show, and Under the Bed with Rick was one of those, mm -hmm. where you were just... You knew something bad could happen here, and you really didn't want it to. And he didn't. That's the other thing is that's something I could find myself in that situation in a zombie apocalypse. I'm holding up the house, and a bunch of assholes come in, and I'm scrambling sure. to you know not just protect myself but protect the evidence that anyone's there because I know car there were some stakes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, same thing with uh, Rick at the campfire getting jumped by Joe and his crew. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Herschel doing his best to care for these people, and you know they're they're not shutting their door, but he's telling them to keep your fucking door shut, people. Yeah, yeah, he is. And uh, they do it. They were not doing it, but it's like <laughs> I still care about Herschel. Um, sure. So I, I guess that's the thing: put people in genuine danger has consequences that they didn't couldn't avoid it just by having two brain cells. Sure, that's the key to making compelling action in the show. The, the some of the other action pieces I like if we go back to the first half of the season uh, when they invaded the big lots or whatever it was uh, those zombies awesome. spinning by their intestines from the awesome. ceiling and awesome. incredible absolutely incredible um, not as much emotional packed because sure. I, I didn't buy for a minute that anybody I'd care about would die sure and we didn't care about Beth's boyfriend so. no, neither did Beth <laughs> neither did Beth um, if you can't tell I'm sick so my voice is a little rough uh, apologize for that there was another really good scene. Uh, I mean, even in this final episode, I think it was, the face scrape of the walker on the barbed wire. Yeah. I mean, it's not really an action scene per se, but it's just a moment that I, I no. really remember out of the show. The zombie effects of all, even when it's been shitty, you can always, um, you know, like I said, even in a train sequence, one of the low points... I still will remember the light shining through that zombie's body. Ooh, yeah. And the way they shot that. And like you said, the, the walker tearing his cheek on the bob wire, not giving a fuck about it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even the, just the wall of walkers in that tunnel, that was a really grisly image. Yeah, I can see why a guy like Greg Nicotero would want to film that. Yeah. But I don't know why a guy like Scott Gimple doesn't throw him in a headlock and choke him out. <laughs> even <laughs> in an episode that we freaking hated – the governor's arc in uh, the last half of last season, the, the zombies in the mud pit. Yeah, that was a fairly grisly, scary image as well. No, they they do great zombie work, and yeah. the zombie that shot himself in the bathtub and missed, right? Oh yeah, upstairs, really in the disgusting. Place. Um, and all the, <laughs> I mean, this is almost black comedy, but the zombies in the nursing home. 
you know, trying zombies to... Zombies in the nursing home. Yeah, yeah. The governor's trying to get oxygen tanks out of there. Oh, and yeah. And you got the guy in a wheelchair that gets up and just falls dead because they're fucking uh-huh. a bunch of old and disabled people. Yeah. That, you know, the zombies doesn't magically cure problems like that. And I, I thought that was kind of funny in the uh-huh. same way I find, like, Eugene kind of funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, the, there are definitely bright points in it, but... I know we have a lot of listener feedback. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into their stuff? Because they cover a lot of ground. Yep. So, all right, why don't we get into that then? Uh, Mr. Rock and Rock says, I agree with your take on Rick's final words. I've watched enough good television to have developed a bit of a writer's ear, I'd like to think. So when I watched the season finale during the dramatic five-minute beat where Rick took his, they're going to feel pretty stupid when I find out, when they find that declaration. I predicted he'd say something like they fucked with the wrong guy. Maybe that's why I find the actual line so disappointing. Apparently, according to Josh McDermott, who's Eugene, actor, character actor Andrew Lincoln kept saying they're fucking with the wrong people, <laughs> take after take, probably because he understood that's what Rick would have said at that point in uh-huh. time. But alas, instead of feeling like a uh, Team America fuck yeah moment, we were ra- tepidly reminded, oh yeah, this is an HBO, gosh darn it. It's a shame. This show would be kind of epic on HBO. I think so. I mean, for as much gore as they already show, mm-hmm. uh, you add some language and some uh, other adult situations, and some other adult situations, some required HBO nudity. I think you have a, a show that's more fun to watch. Well, it's just... at, at least for me. I know not everybody appreciates swearing. But I feel like there are times when it's warranted, and that was one, and they couldn't do it. Plus, I don't think HBO would make a decision like, you've got to be here for at least two seasons on a set because we paid money for it. Sure. HBO doesn't mind spending money because their whole thing is we're a prestige network that people will pay extra for. Yeah. So we spend the money for the, the, up that quality. I don't know. It's 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 tough but because it's – I think every single show that we cover that's on a net regular network would be better than HBO. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Mad Men. Hmm. From the nudity aspect alone. Um, and then you add the, like, the language and some of the, some of the things they could have like pushed on. And uh, even Breaking Bad, same way, with rougher language, especially from some of the more villainous characters. I mean, they, they did – Gus was a godsend because he wasn't that guy. Yeah, yeah. They needed something like that. Um, but thank God seasons. they had that character because it was pretty – I don't know how far you could go with a crazy A and a Tuco with them steadfastly refusing to drop F-bombs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, for, that's yeah. that's silly. You know those guys in that world are going to cuss all the time. Yeah, and Justified would be even more badass on <laughs> – you know, premium cable. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not a knock on walking dead, almost everything, but man, that last scene, it needed it. I, I if they had ended that or even a thrown in a GD, mm-hmm. uh, it, it would have taken that scene to a whole other level to the fact that can they not say goddamn? Is that, is that, I don't know. Is that a worse swear word? I don't think, I don't know that it's worse than fuck, but I, I think it's on the same caliber. It seems like that they do bleep but, that on basic cable during a movie. Like, they won't bleep damn, but they'll bleep, they bleep God, God. Yeah, they bleep the God part, too. Right. Like, they often don't even bleep damn. Right. <laughs> which yeah. I view as the curse word in that sentence. Right. But, okay, whatever. Uh, the, the one cool thing, like, I'll, I'll give it up to Firefly for many reasons. 
doing Chinese swearing and alternate yeah. swearing. Same thing with like Battlestar Galactica. I wish yep. I, I I would prefer Walking Dead use frack. Get these mother fracking snakes off my mother fracking planet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Because it's you get the same effect, the same They fracked with the wrong people? It yeah, it's got some like it's got some kind of poetic flow to it. Sure. Cuz at least it's like, you know, the plate it's the placeholder. You got the placeholder there. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe I'm crazy. KDD says, seeing names of the can- in the candle showroom made me think that this might have started uh, as a memorial to those lost in the initial days, weeks, months of the zombie apocalypse, but then evolved to an acknowledgement of those used in later days. There's a surprising lack of walkers in such a sprawling and seemingly insecure area. Is it possible that the term uh, termites? <laughs> right. Okay. I like that. Sure. Uh, I thought they were missing an in, but no, termites. If the termites call their visitors to separate who will be allowed to serve in some capacity, then everyone who lost a loved one has an unlimited supply of chickens to feed them with. There could be a rationale, I'll bet, a shaky one for tossing a stranger through the walking corpse who's once your parent, spouse, or child. Oh. Huh. I thought she was going in a totally different direction. I'll talk about my take on this as soon as I'm finished with hers. It might also explain the box uh, and path. Uh, the path and ba- boxcar system, A, might be for folks with no redeeming social value, i.e. too suspicious or formidable to be subdued and therefore simply slated for starvation or elimination or use in Woodbury-style games. B, could then either be the weaker ones that, after some time in a box, would be more amenable to determinist lifestyle, all who arrive, survive in some form. Hmm. I thought she was going with that they actually feed civilians to walkers as a way to like sustain some kind of large scale walker pit that's that's keeping walkers away from it, hmm. or they you know, like if a, hort, a herd of walkers get too close, they get in a car and they strap a couple of screaming people to the back and slowly drive down the road and pied piper them all far away. That's so. You just gave me a really interesting idea. Would a moat full of walkers surrounding your area keep walkers away. Just a stench of them? Yeah, because we've established that they disguise the human scent or the it human dis- presence. It disguise an individual human, but I think the smell of that much dead would maybe attract them because they seem to have a hurting instinct They as do well. that too, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. But I do like, in a dark, twisted way, the idea of, like, taking a cattle car full of people. Like, if you see a 5,000 – how can you sustain against a 5,000-strong herd of zombies? Yeah. Well, if you got scouts that can find them, you can go get a cattle car full of people, you know, uh, maybe wound a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I sound like a monster. <laughs> and slowly drive that thing past them and take them, you know, 50, 60, 100 miles down the road – Unhook it and then, or down the tracks. Who says that's not what they're going to do? Or down the tracks, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That would be interesting. Moving on to Matt E he says, I'm not sure why AMC lets Breaking Bad have one dropped f bomb every season, but not The Walking Dead. How would a muted fucking offend in a show where people are being eaten and almost raped? Speaking of Breaking Bad, I'll be forgiven if upon breaking out of the box box car and taking down the termite terminites. Rick looks at Gareth in the eye and growls, stay out of my sanctuary. Uh, I Here's the difference. Well, AMC okay. owns The Walking Dead lock, stock, and barrel. True. AMC negotiated with Sony and the Villigan over the rights of Breaking Bad. So they yeah. 
like Matthew Weiner, Vince Gilligan has much more creative control than poor Scott Gimple. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and again, if, if we, some of the early season feedback we got was like, you know, maybe Breaking Bad or I'm sorry, Walking Dead is designed to be mass appeal. Yeah. And believe it or not, there are people that watch a zombie show that hate would hate uh, nudity and saying the word fuck and goddamn. But I've, bite a guy's I met one. Apple out. I met one in Chicago and it blew my mind. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you watch this show, but you are offended when I say goddamn. <laughs> this is some part to me that sure. feels like some part time religion, but. It's 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 serious. Like there are some people. Oh yeah, a lot of people that, that I think. grew up in the Bible Belt and that have that very strong feeling that that's like offensive in a way that seeing someone eaten by a corpse is not. Or a human biting out another human's neck. Sure, jugular vein. How about that? <laughs> so if you're creating a product that is going to appeal to the broadest swath of people, you want to avoid anything that would offend those segments. They did, however, throw up three birds this season. Three birds? So. Th- three birds, not free birds. Three birds. Uh, double Daryl and one Beth, right? Okay. So maybe that's where they got their F bombs in. In that case, poorly, poorly used. Agreed. I think it's more like Agreed. just, I think it's more. Just have Daryl throw one bird and put the F bomb at the end or of Or Beth b- throw a bird. Because a Beth bird is like half a Daryl bird. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so she throws two birds, he throws one. No, no. Beth throws a double bird, Daryl just smirks. Okay, or All maybe right. he shakes his fist. I feel like that was something and then they that do a ble- they do a silent. He shakes bomb. his fist. Yeah, I don't think that would work, man. <laughs> I I feel like Norman Reedus in that moment was like, you know what? I want to throw up two birds here, guys, because mm. that's what Norman Reedus does. Like you look at bird. pictures of him every time he'll throw up birds. He likes flipping off cameras. Yeah, he does. Uh, so I, I, that might have been him. And then they were like, oh well, damn, we used it up there. Guess we well, if that's the case, that's just indicative of kind of piss poor planning, but whatever. Okay. Um, where was I going at this? Oh, yes. And if people like, you know, yes, we bitch and moan about this, about the mass market appeal. Uh, Walking Dead gets 50 million people watching it. Breaking Bad at its height got five. Mad mm. Men uh, gets less than three. So it's kind of, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's I don't like, give a shit. I don't give a shit if you had 100 million people watching. Those are better shows than this. Certainly. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't think AMC gives a shit. Like, just yeah. like you said. No, like, I agree. Well, we're, we're, you know, I can't hear you over this enormous stack of cash. What What are you saying? Yeah. The sound of the, my, me flipping my cash. Yeah, we have to spray it so that it doesn't get... Uh... Yeah, they're like Huel, just like, you know, luxuriating <laughs> the comfort. And, like, I can't hear you over how comfortable I am in this massive bed of money. Yeah, don't want silverfish or whatever they have. Uh, Josh P says, I know we all love Daryl, but his choice of weapon is kind of a head scratcher. What is he planning to do in that standoff? Kill one person and then get his tattooed and scarred redneck body riddled with bullets? Unless all the ammo is used up in the crossbow is only good for rabbit, squirrel, and other hillbilly game. Pick up a, uh, a gun, Daryl. You're no Legolas. It is curious that he doesn't have a backup weapon. Like a z- He has a knife. <laughs> the crossbow a- is the ultimate zombie killer, and it it's is. very practical for hunting game. Hopefully he has separate arrows for each, uh, or bolts. Mm-hmm. But why doesn't he have like a you know some sort of assault rifle or submachine gun slung over his back and a pistol? In okay, his argument is based on this scenario where he is ringed by six guys with weapons, mm-hmm. all aimed at his head, 
how does an assault rifle help you there? Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if he has a fucking bazooka. It's not going to help him there. A gun does nothing that a crossbow didn't do in that situation. Yeah, I guess you're true. If he's facing right. two guys, okay, maybe I could argue for a gun. But that situation, he's dead It no matter what he does. Well, but what if he came in a situation where Beth is being held by six dudes with guns and they are about to do something terrible to her? He's not going to crossbow them all. No, he's not going to shoot I, them I all do. either. I don't, I don't think you can shoot six guys before one of them gets you. You can, I don't know. You can do a hell of a lot more. You can, you, you can, you can shoot a hell of a lot more of them than you can with the crossbow. I agree with that, but either way, you're fucked. I don't know. You drop the first two guy in the head, and then while the others are like looking around trying to figure out where you are, you shoot that them. only, uh, that only happens in really bad shows where guys look around trying to figure out where those shots are coming from when they saw them happen. What else do they do? They drop to the ground. Either way, they're stopped. They're, they're not fucking with. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Two not guys. A- I, I'm not going to argue that he couldn't take out two guys more effectively with a gun. Okay. And probably couldn't take out two guys with a crossbow. Right. I just think so. Cross- there are scenarios where a gun is better. I'm going to agree with him there. I think he's right in that. And tellingly, during the prison standoff, he was not using a crossbow. That's true. Yeah. Um, and maybe he didn't have access to the gun bag when he was fleeing. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um, so let's move on. Greg from Maryland says when Gareth is. Trying to get Rick into the train car, he tells him that he'll go in the car or they'll kill Carl now. The fact he said now, I think, really showed his hand. We as a viewer know that some bad stuff is on the horizon and that at Terminus people don't plan on capturing these people just to keep them alive. But by saying now, Gareth is essentially telling Rick that they're going to kill Carl anyway. Just do it Hmm. later if he does what Gareth says. You guys talked about how Rick said that the reason Carl is still alive is because of who he has become. I don't necessarily believe that this is true. The reason Carl is still alive is because of what Carl has become. Herschel and Rick got all over him for shooting that kid at the governor's crew. Herschel's dead and Rick's soft side helped lead to the loss of the prison. Rick bought Legos for Carl and another kid ended up playing with them while Carl learned how to put together a gun. That kid is dead. Carl tried to get the other kids to realize that the walkers are dangerous. All the other kids are dead. Strong point. Sure. Um... It seems like it's an effect of what they both become. I, I certainly don't think you can say that Rick's transformation has had nothing to do with it, but you're right. You're right. Carl's transformation has had a lot to do with not only himself built, still being alive, but also his father still being alive. They've kind of been a, a team there. Right on. Uh, Jake T says, I personally think Beth is somewhere completely different than Terminus. I'd also like to see the return of one of my favorite characters, Morgan. I'd like to know what you guys <laughs> think the likelihood is that we've yet to see another appearance of for Morgan. I give a chance of Morgan return 100%. 100%. If they ever leave Georgia, then that will drop to zero. But mm, they're still yeah. in Rick's backyard for all intents and purposes. Yeah, mostly. Uh, we know Terminus was kind of far away, but we don't really know the direction. We're a big fan of the, as far as Beth, we're a big fan of the theory uh, that she, that these guys might have just uh, accidentally ran over her. Yeah. Like, so, so imagine you're in a zombie apocalypse. You're driving down the road, you're traveling at night for whatever reason, and some girl runs in front of you and you hit her. Mm-hmm. Uh,. You'd probably try. You can't stop moving because it's got. Maybe they even saw, saw the zombies patrolling around the edge of this thing. You got to keep going. You grab her. 
you, maybe she's unconscious. You throw her in the back of the car and you fucking hightail it. Yeah. And maybe she's actually in a coma with somebody that we'll meet up later on. I don't, I mean, I think that's, I don't think she's at Terminus either, but I also don't think she's gone. Yeah. No, she's definitely not gone. We'll see her again. Um, I want to say that the only people who are at Terminus are the people we saw at Terminus. Although Carol and Tyrese are a little up in the air. But Beth, I I don't see Beth being there. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Carol and Tyrese were there because I think they would have been in the A car. Maybe. I I don't know. There are some theories running around about that. Like apparently when Rick is burying the guns, there's someone behind them what? Uh, in the woods possibly. Where did you see this? I've, I've heard this theory. I don't know. I It's maybe an email, maybe Reddit. I can't remember. Must be because it wasn't an email. I didn't see that. Hmm, Did they okay. actually show a screenshot of someone standing there? Not that I saw. I, I were read they holding it in... a camera or a microphone boom. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Because that shit yeah. happens. It does, and it's happened before in this show. So that's true. We saw the shadow of a microphone guy. Uh, in, yeah, in the gut and that the freaked everybody out too. They were like, "Oh my god, there's someone behind the." Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I just if that's the case and all of his plans get blown up, then I don't know what that does thematically for the show. That, that I, yeah. my gut feeling is I don't like that, but uh, let's move on. Do you have anything more to say about Morgan? What were you, what do you think about? I told you what about I him returning. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're all for it. Love. Yeah. The character is good. The actor is great. Uh, James. Yeah. I, I would not, mind him coming back i don't know that Plus, super low likely, son got shit canned so i think that was one of the <laughs> big reasons hell he might have been back this season yeah if it wasn't busy doing that all right well maybe he'll he'll be back uh J- nope moving on eric g says you were critical during a couple season forecast about undead burnt walkers for example the smoking mm-hmm. smoking walkers in the grove and the burnt crispies in the governor's walker pits your criticism was regarding the apparent inconsistencies during season one and two, where we saw dead walkers in closed cars without visible head trauma. For some reason, you assumed the walkers in seasons one and two died from baking inside the vehicles. Oh, that's because not for some Glenn reason. Mazzara said that he said that in interviews. So because he's a liar and <laughs> and the spawn of Satan. <laughs> I won't go that far. I will say, however, that he probably didn't have an idea of how those people died, and they just thought it was cool. Well, he might not be the son of Satan, but it's a <laughs> fact, a fact that he washes his socks in his kitchen sink. He does. And yeah. you can't trust a man that does that. No. Anyway, he says, I think you need to refocus your energy on all the other bullshit, ever-changing Walker rules. Isn't it plausible that the one half, uh, one slash two, not one half, oh, one no. slash two, Walkers were never Walkers? That is, that they never died and never turned? Isn't it plausible that every single person... Living person was a carrier of the Walker virus and could have just died and not reanimate. Mm-hmm. This especially seems possible during the initial outbreak. I don't believe that because the shows told us that everyone was infected. Yeah, well, everyone can be infected. I don't know that everyone is affected, affected the same way. Like, if you look at any disease, there are always people who die from it and people who don't die from it and people who are less affected, more affected. But these people it were seems fleeing like, the zombie apocalypse, and they died in their car. No, no, no. But but I think what he's saying is just the general idea that everyone 
turns into a zombie. We've never seen anyone not turn into a walker. But but Jenner said everyone carries the virus. That's fine. Everyone carries it. There are people who get the flu and die. There are people who get the flu and d- or maybe barely like get a telephone a cough. game. He whispered in Rick's ear, "Not everyone carries the virus." <laughs> and, and Rick heard, <laughs> "Everyone carries the virus." Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. I I just think the Bible of this show has said everyone who dies turns. Oh well, there's a New Testament edition of that Bible that says we'll just make up whatever the fuck we want to. Sure. You know, and roll with the rule of cool, and sometimes the rule of suck, and kind of rough ride it. So I don't. I had a. I was a Bible thumper of the uh, show Bible during the Darabont era. We've seen in Darabont era, we've saw walkers climbing fences badly, badly, but climbing fences. And this see, time they can't. They can't get into a fucking truck. I. I. But I kind of like that, and the fact that a, a walker would pick up a rock, and the fact that a walker would have flashes of memory, like you know, the little girl walker sure. picked up the teddy bear. I'm not saying it's what? bad or good. I'm saying it's different. Okay, it, things have changed, and I don't. And, and I think that's just a, a function of well, we don't really want to stick to these rules because the they way, make things too difficult. When we talk about the Walker Bible, I don't think we've ever explained this, but in, before this, the very first episode came out, one of the things there's an interview where they said there's like there was like twelve zombie rules. Yeah, that they like you know zombies could not run, and zombie there's a lot of other obscure things like recently fed zombies could be docile, kind of like a you know a big cat that's had a big meal that they you know they could see a human but they wouldn't necessarily chase them. That's a hard one to convey on screen. And I also think it's something they completely abandoned because we've seen yeah. walkers that have been feasting and then they see new people and it's like ah you know so I yep I don't know okay. Uh, so it sounds like it's a split decision. It's a one dash two co-host agree with uh, your theory and others are saying, eh, I don't know. I just don't feel like there's consistent zombie science at this point, which is fine. I don't either. All he's saying is we pick on this one aspect of it, but we don't pick on it. But that's the mostly other us aspect. making fun of, of Mazera. Yeah. Which we enjoy. It's our sport. It's our sport around here. Sure. Some people. It gets harder and harder the longer he's been off the show. <laughs> no, still real easy for me. Okay. <laughs> um, Tom in Volkswagen. Tom uh, in a Volkswagen. Needs to be in a Hyundai. He should change his name. <laughs> Tom and a Hyundai. Yeah, if you want to survive a, a, a Walker apocalypse, you got to be in a, a late model Hyundai. Yep. Um, he's a little disappointed in this, I think. He says, I'm flabbergasted that there's any love being shown to The Walking Dead. This show has lowered your standards. Oh. It is routinely so bad that when on the rarest of occasions it's a half-shiny turd, you guys glow. Do the simple test using the list below all of them active dramas and compare The Walking Dead to the questions that follow. House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, Mad Men, True Detective, The Americans, The Bridge, Hannibal, Justified, Game of Thrones, <laughs> Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen half of those. Really? I've seen. I haven't seen Hannibal. I haven't seen Orange is the New Black. Uh, what, what was? I haven't seen a new season one. of Hannibal, and I'm really. It's another one that I'm pissed that we it just missed or cut off. Haven't seen any of the new American stuff. Uh, all right, which is the poorest writing? Hmm. Of all of those, I don't know that any of them I could say. I guess the bridge had some really questionable decisions uh, for some. I think he wants The Walking Dead to be added to that list. 
Okay, sure. But by, by, by far, okay, Walking Dead, which is the most predictable? Walking Dead. Is it? I don't know. Uh, which is the greatest number of what the fucks? Definitely Walking Dead. Definitely Walking Dead. Which has the least developed characters? That's an interesting question. Well, it's but probably, probably still the Walking Dead. Well, no, it's probably uh, one of the shows in season one. I'd imagine. Because mm. we've got a lot of development at this point. Yeah, I gotta say that walk. That's one character. I don't. I don't get that as a criticism at this point. They've stepped up their game with Gimple. I think. A lot, and though the last season and a half, I think, yes. has been strong, strong in that department. Which has the poorest acting? He probably in the Walking Man. Dead because there's not a lot of bad performances in the other shows. There just isn't. But I mean, look at some of the acting in this show is absolutely stellar. So, which has the worst acting? The poorest acting. The, well, okay. Are we counting all the kids? Well, we have to. Because if right? we're counting Lizzie, then. That right there makes it the worst acting because I hated the, her the stuff. thing. Here's the thing: it's like you know when you're talking about football, mm-hmm. almost everybody in the NFL can put forth a competitive offense or defense. Well, not everybody. There's but what separates the great teams is their depth, and like when you get to special teams, you mm-hmm. know because that's where kind of the extras lie. I think drama, great dramas are the same way. Almost everybody can scrabble together a main credits level cast of decent actors but when you get to the extras and the satellite characters and there was some really bad really bad secondary characters the hippie couple terrible uh you know we had problems with the child actors i'm not going to harp on that um i'm trying to think of some of the other guys some of the flunkies that the governor hung around with were were really bad um yeah, I I don't know. I kind of lump all these shows into tiers, and and Walking Dead obviously doesn't hit the A tier. It is is not a Madman. It is not a Breaking Bad. But it certainly hits the B tier. I don't think any of the main cast is less than a really good actor. I like. I, I would not call any of them even just good. I mean, he's he. So Tom here has got basically a consensus top ten list of television. I mean, maybe you throw in, uh, you know, Masters of Sex in there, which I've seen and is is very good. Maybe you've thrown in some things I haven't seen, like Broadchurch. Um, but you've got probably top ten, top fifteen list there. I don't know that The Walking Dead in its first season. I think Walking Dead was one of the top ten television shows. Um, and then it's always kind of shown flashes of being able to do that. Right now, it's struggling to hang in the top in the top twenty. Is Walking Dead a top, top twenty TV show? Top tw- absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen all these shows, so it's hard for me to say if Walking Dead is better than The Bridge because I don't know. It's I haven't not. seen The Bridge. Right now, it's not. Okay. I mean, is the best is the best Walking Dead episode better than the best Bridge episode? That's a more interesting question. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I just. I feel like The Walking Dead is one of the better shows on television. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue like, there. So so how do you – Tom says it is a fucking piece of garbage, essentially. Yes. I mean, look at look at his comments. He's saying it is worthless, it has lowered your standards, and – I don't believe it's lowered my standards. I do grade it on a curve. I have to. Yeah, I mean, we grade it on the Walking Dead scale when we give it a number. But the, but yeah, the I, I'm just saying was... – this show is not bad. No, 
in never. any sense of the word. No. Uh, I can think of a lot of bad shows, and even ones on AMC, Hometown Security, was a giant piece of shit. Well, I don't like Comic Book Man. Let's, let's stick to dramas, because that's what he's talking about. Okay, Falling Skies, far worse. <laughs> uh, a show that I've done video casts on, far worse than The Walking Dead. Right, right. Um, Both in acting and story and everything. Okay. I mean, I don't argue with that. I mean, I, I just don't think that it's lowered my standards. Um, I think that I do definitely grade on a Walking Dead scale. Um, but mm. I will say The Walking Dead is the only show we've ever de- actively had a debate about whether we should <laughs> keep covering it. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing, if I'm being real. I've always – the thing that's always kept me coming back is I always have a lot of fun covering The Walking Dead because we cut up and we make jokes, whatever. This second half season, I didn't have as much fun with. That's because it wasn't as bad. <laughs> or wasn't as bad in the same way. Also, it's like I don't feel like – it. I really – I don't know. Part of my fun is being able to do funny Rick accents, and there wasn't a lot of Rick in this season. That's true. Yeah. Um, do you know that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Okay. Before we get to the spoiler section, I might as well do it. We actually had a conversation with a listener, um, Tia Marie, and she asked us about why there wasn't as much Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus. Yeah. And she's like, do you think that is – I think she asked us, were we aware of them doing other work or was AMC trying to be cheap and you know, keep them out of episodes she didn't have to pay them? And I don't think the, their contract allows for that. Um, but then we, the conversation evolved to what if this half of the season – was a test run to see what the audience reaction would be to a reduced amount of Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus, who are got to be by far the most expensive actors, especially oh, yeah. if they have to renegotiate their contract. Oh yeah, easily. And we've talked about you know Norman Reedus being at the end of his contract, uh, and he was in less than half of the episodes, I believe, or no, he's in exactly half of the episodes, somewhere around there, yeah. And the show still got monster ratings. Same thing with Andrew Lincoln. What if AMC is actually seeing if they could kill off one or both of these without renegotiating their contract just to save money? Seems like an AMC thing to do. <laughs> I can't see. I mean, I'm sure it would still get ratings. But if they kill off both Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln, it would be a fiasco. I mean, oh yeah, who's left? They're two of the best or better actors. They're two of the uh-huh. more charismatic characters. Uh, I don't know what where killing Rick would do to Carl's story. Plus, where does that leave you with leaders in this group? I don't think Glenn's a leader. I don't. No. I don't think Carol. Carol. I don't think Carol is the right type of leader. I think Carol's absolutely a great leader. Great leader. She she can lead. I think she might lead them down a bad path. I she hasn't learned Rick, the lessons that Rick has learned. I think Rick has done that plenty good in his his own. He has, but now he's learned those Rick lessons. Rick has made mistakes that's killed people. Well, so has been. Uh-huh. You, but you don't think Carol has? Uh, I mean, that's the, that's that's not, what not I thought as well as Rick was has. naked hypocrisy on Rick's part, kicking her out for something that he himself would do. He himself would okay. make a unilateral decision without consulting the group and piss everybody off. And you know, again, I didn't like what Carol did, and hmm. I think she's learned from that. But I think she 
just like Rick is one of the ones that can do what needs to be done to preserve the most of the group. She's not afraid to do what she thinks needs to be done. A lot of the other group is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just scared because she seems to take action based on her thoughts very quickly. I I kind of feel like the same thing about Rick. I don't I don't see the difference between that and Rick at this point. Okay. I I mean maybe not. Uh Tyrese is not a leader. Um, Bob is not a leader. Sasha's not a leader. Maggie's not a leader. I think Bob could be a leader. Could be, but he's not right now. Yeah, Tyrese in this instance, he seems to be too much of a, a pacifist. Yeah. Um, the only real viable leader is Carol, and I don't know that... Carl. <laughs> Carl for president, 20, 2015, man. Yeah, I don't know about 2016, that. whatever. I just don't think they can kill both of them. They need at least one of them. But you're right. It, it could be they're testing the waters to see It'll be which one scores higher. It'll be interesting because uh, this will all have to be negotiated probably starting next year. But I don't feel like Daryl's a leader either. He has always been a follower. Yeah, I want, I think that I he could believably make a jump to leader, though. Yeah. Because he's been through some shit this year and last year, and he's had Carol saying, you're... You know, none of them are better than you, and Beth has told him the same thing. I think he might be starting to believe it. Maybe Carol could become leader, and Death, uh, Daryl could become her second. His second, yeah, that'd be interesting. Like he is to Rick, or like he was to Rick when they were grouped up. So Carol, leader, Daryl, his her his her lieutenant. Yeah, get rid of Andrew, who's got to be the most expensive, right? I mean, he's a film actor. Well, so uh, is Norman Reedus. Yeah, yeah, Both but about the but same he's kind level. of like a a cult favorite. Whereas I think Andrew I think, Lincoln, I think Andrew Lincoln was a no. mainstream film actor. Yeah. Name one film he's been in other than Love Actually, uh, which is I don't know. itself a like a chick flick cult film. It's become big because everybody loves it for Christmas and everything. But yeah, I, I don't know. So there you go. I, I think they're equivalent. But but he's in the romantic flicks that I don't watch. So how okay. am I going to see him? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. And he's British. I don't know. I, I just assume, like, he's the hardest to get on the convention circuit. So well, that, you got you to gotta think he's the busiest and most expensive. Although I don't I don't know. I think they're both on the same. But I, I don't think okay. this is an interesting conversation sure. to have. So, <laughs> All right. Um, who's who's the bigger A? Who's the bigger <laughs> B-plus list actor? I certainly like Norman Reedus better. Um, really? I mm-hmm. don't. Hmm. As people, I think they're both pretty cool. All right, uh, let's move on to the promo section. Um, before we get into uh, some light spoilers uh, for next year, um, big thing is thanks everybody for supporting us. Uh, you know, uh, we've got this new subbable things s u b b a b l e dot com uh, slash bald move. One thing I haven't talked about is there's actually a percentage there that shows like where we're trying to get on a, as a you know percentage of monthly total. And it's like right now at twelve percent, and maybe people are depressed or you know worried about that. Yeah, if we, I am. <laughs> if we hit a hundred percent, that would mean that Jim and I are essentially fully funded at a sustenance level. We don't have to worry about rent and food. Yeah, and uh, you know we're not having a ton of fun at that point, but we also have other revenue streams, and um, we you know the reason we did have our life savings and our retirement accounts and business loans is because we knew it would take a while to build that. And we're actually super happy 
that we've gone from zero to 12% in basically a month. Yeah. And it's been 100% our Walking Dead fans so far because we just kicked off Walk, uh, Game of Thrones and Mad Men. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody that's gone in and done that support. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I just uh, – that's the other thing is that when we announced that, you had just quit your job. But it was a month before I was able to quit mine. I just uh, started working on Bald Move full-time this month. So, you know – We've got a lot of exciting things. We're going to be doing Fargo coming up. Yep. Uh, we've got the House of Cards uh, expanded versions coming out very soon. Um, we've got you know Game of Thrones and Mad Men are going into full swing. We've got a lot of other things that are going to be coming out this summer. Um, and again, so happy that you guys have chosen to support us in this. Uh, just wanted to get one more time mention subbable.com uh, slash bald move. It's like Kickstarter on layaway because you can subscribe to us on a one t- uh, a one time or recurring basis, and you can bank each one of those, uh, however much money you put in to save up for larger perks, or you can exchange them for the less expensive perks, or do whatever you want with them. But you don't have to like lay out fifty bucks for a particular perk. You can do five dollars a month for ten months, and boom, you can save up for it. So it's kind of a cool way. Uh, for you to help fund us, but also get some interesting and uh, fun rewards back. Uh, there's always Amazon.com. Uh, I'm sorry, Amazon.BaldMove.com. If you're shopping online, please use that link. It helps us so much, and it literally costs you nothing. If you're buying stuff anyway, using our link just as a way to give us money. And if you can't do any of those things, at least give us a review on iTunes share some of our posts that you find enjoyable or a podcast on your social media network of choice. All that stuff helps us grow the network, which will eventually, you know, increase our traffic, increase our revenues and and keep me and Jim making these podcasts. Um, You know, we're committed to making them free. Don't, we're never going to charge for them. Uh, But uh, if, you know, basically people said, we want you to do guys to do more stuff and we're trying to do more stuff and this is the way it's going to happen. So thanks for supporting us. Hope you guys follow us to some other shows. Um, you know, please check out baldmove.com or facebook.com slash baldmove or Twitter at baldmove. Because when we start a new shows this season, that's where we're going to be announcing them. And maybe one of them will tickle your fancy. So uh, the Walking Dead spinoff, I don't know if that's coming out this year or next, but that's something we'll be covering day one. Yep, Breaking Bad spinoff as well. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. We'll be covering that day one. Yep. So stay tuned for that. And again, best place to find out all that stuff, baldmove.com. Um, you know, we've got all of our affiliates, Personal Arrogance, The Because Show, Up Yours Downstairs. You know about all that. Uh, I've talked enough. Let's get into <laughs> the spoiler section. All right. Should we take it out and do some music and then get into it? Yep. That's what we do. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Next year, if you're not into spoilers, or in about... Not next year, this October. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, season five, how about that? There you go. Uh, and until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. We're back with our final spoiler section of season four. What do we have? 
Graham H says, great season finale. Looking forward to next season. What I'm really looking forward to is the Alexander's safe zone, most noticeably the character of Douglas Monroe. Mm. He is a very interesting character in the comics and will be the most important casting choice going forward. What is interesting about Douglas Monroe? I don't know who that is. I'm not entirely sure that I would go along with Graham as far as he's the most important casting choice going forward. I think that if they're going to go with Negan, that's a super important casting choice. Jesus is a very important cast casting choice. Um, the King character whose uh, name's escaping my uh, brain is a very important uh, casting choice. Uh, so Douglas is the leader of the Alexander Safe Zone, and he's a former like senator, or maybe he's a representative. Okay. Um, and he seems like an effective like peacetime leader, but he might not have, or at least Rick doesn't judges him as not being strong enough to be an effective leader in the zombie apocalypse, and kind of thinks he's soft, and they clash somewhat. Um. But yeah, I, I, you know, speaking of Negan and speaking of the fact that this is an HBO show and since I'm thinking of it, I want to talk about this anyway, you know, Negan's defining characteristic other than the fact that he's brutal is he fucking swears all the fucking time. Yeah. Like he fucking swears the way we fucking people leave us fucking negative fucking iTunes reviews, <laughs> uh, say we swear. Um, I, I don't see how you pull that character off. And when we were talking about um, Gus before, I had this idea that I want to talk about in the spoiler section, and, and Graham here reminded me, what if they took Negan in a totally different direction? Like, he's the same brutal, dictatorial guy, but he can't abide people swearing. Huh, yeah. Like, maybe he is like a dyed-in-the-wool Bible Belt kind of guy doesn't tolerate his men like raping, stealing. Um, and maybe he's got an skewed way of looking at stealing and taking advantage of people that way. But he just like anyone says the word "damn" and he just beats him to death. Mm -hmm. Like that would be that would be pretty interesting for a cable TV show. That this guy's like you know there's this normal dude and then someone swears and he flips out and beats him to death. Yeah, it seems like a meta commentary. And it would also – I could see that appealing to Kirkman's remix nature that he's, like, flipping that on its ear. Yeah. And it would be I – don't, I don't see how the comic fans could hate him for that. And yeah. I think the comic fans will always just want the characters they know, but – Yeah, but I think comic fans appreciate a, a sense of humor and a skewed way of looking at things, and that's sure. just enough that I think it would appease them. Because you know you can't do that, Negan. On you AMC. can't. You you can't. You. It I don't even sound like he's talking in Morse code. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Can can you even do that on HBO? I know. You, oh, of course you. I can. know you can, but would they? I, I mean, mean as, Dead, from what I've heard, as much as you've they never swear, seen Deadwood, I've never you? seen Deadwood. Okay. No. Well, that everyone on Deadwood speaks like Negan, essentially. Oh. Okay. All right. Then never mind. Um, I've just never seen a show where like Calamity there's Jane, constant, my God. There's constant cursing like that. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, Oz was like that too. Never saw Oz. Yeah, Oz. It's it's Oz is a rough I, one. I have no interest in Oz. Okay. Honestly. Well, I'm I, again. I tried. I watched the whole first season, and uh, it's just one of those things where it's just aged 
yeah. it's so dated um, that it's 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 tough for me to get into just because I respect it for blazing the trail for this long form serialized drama. Yeah, but just like I can't go back and watch Hill Street Blues and Saint Elsewhere because of the production values and all that. It's just yeah, you can see the 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 the, the, the strains at the budget. Um. So anyway, uh, I like I said, he's definitely an interesting character. I don't know he's the most pivotal one, and I don't know that we'll get to the Alexander safe zone even next season. Um, one thing I've got hope for, I wish I mentioned this in a non-spoiler version of the cast, um, but I saw on Reddit some guy had snuck in and taken pictures of the Terminus set, hmm. and that is just an abandoned building. I mean, it looks... Is it the actual Terminus I in don't, Atlanta? I don't know, but they've... Because it looked... The, the thing they show on screen looks exactly like the Google Earth picture. Okay, of, well, I'm sh- of the real it, terminus. It probably is. And okay. there's like nobody, there's no security on it. Yeah. There's no fences keeping people. There's huh. just plywood nailed over the actual spelled out terminus. On the windows, yeah. So that gives me hope that they won't be afraid to do a two or three episode arc, shit can it, and move on. Because so. the one thing I don't want is them to you know, settle Terminus into being the Alexander safe zone. Although honestly I could see them making that work too. I just don't want to see a strife with the Terminus folk for all of a half season. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, Amanda D has a comic spoiler, long shot prediction about season five. Bob takes the place of Dale from the comics as he has tainted meat for the hunters. Back when Bob, Sasha, and Maggie were in the fog, Bob got bitten as bandage. Huh. Instead of that just being a throwaway plot device to get Sasha to hug him, it would be more interesting for him to have actually gotten bit and be dying in super slow-mo just so he can offer himself up as tainted meat and giving the others a chance to escape. That would be extreme slow-motion death. And also, I think that you can't do the hunters now that you've got... I mean, I determinist people are cannibals. They are absolutely one hundred percent, but in a different way than hunters. They're a snarer and not a hunter. And I don't know yeah. that you can. I don't think you can do both, hmm. like a group that's hunting. Because the other thing is that's telling is that Rick's. They don't know who we're fucking with. Moment is just out of the comics for the the hunter storyline, and he's making the same badass leap. The hunters don't have this. Just like I said, if he meets Negan and then they do the hunters, it doesn't work. Because the whole tension of the hunters is you think, oh, shit, Rick and his group, how are they going to get out of this? And then you as the reader find out how ruthless these characters really are and how capable they've become without you even knowing it. The trope is your heroes are always in trouble against superior odds and they somehow manage. This is a complete inversion. Hmm. This is the heroes being like, who the fuck are these punks thinking they're going to come up and roll on us? Yeah. And – De- devastating them hmm. and that's what was kind of really groundbreaking and cool about that storyline obviously i think that's taking place in terminus so um yeah. that's a solid theory because i always i kind of had a slight problem with bob getting bit on the bandage and nobody sure and if they can turn that into something that you know is a nod to the comic books and works out as as well as the comic books did i think that'd be great now i'm gonna put my evil Aaron hat on okay what if he is eaten and bitten and he's stuck in that boxcar with him and he says, look, guys, I've been turning a zombie the whole time. I want you to use me as a weapon. 
<laughs> you know, kind of like guards, okay. guards. He's only this time. Next time they open the door, Bob's right. Zombie Bob's right there in the face and they shove him on. And that's how they get out. All right. Sure. That, that could show how, I guess, callous they are in this world. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want Larry Gillard Jr. to go anywhere. So I, sure. I hope Bob stays around for a couple seasons. Okay. Anything else? That's all I got, man. Ready to That's sign it. off. Okay. Sounds good. My voice is going anyway. So, uh, that's it. That's it until October. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around, uh, especially through the spoiler section. And we'll see you in a few months for the return of The Walking Dead. All right. See you then. Bye.